Monday, we saw soybean futures work double digits higher. We saw wheat futures double digits lower and corn stay right around unchanged. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is the Hoosier Ag Today podcast for the 29th of November, 2022. Good morning. I've got the latest Indiana farm news, weather and market analysis brought to you by First Farmers Bank and Trust. They've been proudly serving local farms, families, and agribusiness for over 135 years. Learn more about them at ffbt.com. A lot coming up on today's podcast, including that market analysis from John Zanker at Risk Management Commodities. We also have Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin's Indiana Farm Forecast. And news coming up with Andy Eubank and C.J. Miller. We'll talk about our upcoming farm show coming to Westfield's Grand Park, December 13th through the 15th and a couple of biological soil health products that you might consider. We've got those stories on the way next, here on HAT. The land of the free is also the home of the hardworking. What if this is the year you take your farm operation to the next level? At First Farmers Bank and Trust, we're proud to serve the people who not only work until the sun goes down, but until the job is done. With over 135 years of commitment to agriculture, we'll find the solution that's right for your operation today and tomorrow. Visit ffbt.com to learn more. First Farmers Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Help Wanted coming to the Indiana Farm Expo and biological food for thought. This is Who's Your Ag Today. I'm Andy Eubank, reporting on Indiana Agriculture, brought to you by the Purdue Farm Stress Team. You work hard to take care of your farm and your family. Take care of yourself and your mental health so you can care for others. More at extension.purdue.edu slash farm stress. On the final day of the upcoming Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, presented by AgriFinancial and Reynolds Farm Equipment, an agricultural career fair is featured. If a career in ag might be of interest to you, then come visit with the companies who are looking for help. The Expo has partnered with the Indiana State Department of Agriculture on the Career Fair December 15th at Grand Park in Westfield. Indiana State Department of Ag Director Bruce Kettler hopes this can be a small piece to the labor puzzle in Indiana. Whether it's on the farm or farm equipment dealers, feed suppliers, crop input suppliers, they all say the same thing. And it's one of the reasons we felt it was, uh, I was excited that you're going to have a career fair because I think everybody understands the need for for good people, for qualified people. And so being able to have that at the Farm Equipment Expo is just, a, I think it's a great tie-in for what we hear from all the folks that we talk to. Kettler and employers have been concerned about the length of this labor shortage. And that's what concerns me is, you know, sometimes you might hear people say, oh yeah, things are getting a little better. Supply chains may be improving a little bit. The labor piece of this is does not seem to be getting much better for anybody. But for someone looking for a great job in agriculture, there are excellent options. I think that's why the career fair was an important part to us as a department to try to maybe find a way for us to be able to get to, to a, a little different crowd, people that we would talk to, our stakeholders within the department. And uh, absolutely, I mean, it does present some real opportunities. Indiana Lieutenant Governor Suzanne Crouch adds that agriculture contributes more than $31 billion to the Hoosier economy. For that reason, she says, it's critical to help the Hoosier ag industry find staff. 
The one-day career fair at the Indiana Farm Expo is Thursday, December 15, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at the Grand Park Events Center in Westfield, Indiana. That's the expo home for the second year. Among those who will be set up and talking with prospective employees, Series Solutions, the Indiana State Department of Agriculture, USDA offices from NRCS and FSA, Kokomo Grain, Bain Welker, also Reynolds Farm Equipment, Seed Genetics Direct, Farm Credit Mid-America, and AgriFinancial, among others. More on the Expo at indianafarmexpo.com. It was earlier this year that the ag company Plant Response, known for its biological-based soil health products, was purchased by the Mosaic Company. Now that the two companies are under one umbrella, they're offering a couple of biologicals that might make some sense for your farm operation. C.J. Miller with more. Biopath and Power Coat are the biologicals that we're talking about from Mosaic. And that's Matt Souder, Director of Global Agronomy with Plant Response and Mosaic. How do the biologicals work? Both of those products are bacillus-based spore-forming bacteria that are applied to crops. And as they colonize roots, what they do is they solubilize some of the fertility in the surrounding soil. And then they also enable that nutrition to then be taken up by the plant even better. So the biological world is really about taking and maximizing or optimizing your nutrient use efficiency. Matt says there are three major benefits of using these biological soil health products from Mosaic. Biopath and PowerCoat have a very sound body of science behind them. They've been tested extensively for five years. We have great testing data actually coming out of Indiana. They are known modes of action, so there's not any guessing. And the third thing that you really need to know as a producer is this fits your operation. Biopath is our water-based liquid formulation that fits your liquid fertilizer programs. If you're putting in side dress or doing in-furrow applications, it goes in the tank. It's an easy fix. If you are looking at uh, going out with dry fertilizer, PowerCoat is an oil-based formulation that can be applied to dry fertilizer. He also says the products are easy to use, easy to handle, and have a shelf life of a year and a half. What we have are products that don't require a lot of special handling. There's no refrigeration. There's no specific time limit once those are applied to in the tank or on the prill. In both cases, once those products are applied, whether it's by the retailer on your dry fertilizer or even by you in the tank at the farm, you have 18 months to use those products. For more information and to find a dealer near you, visit CropNutrition.com. You can also find a link at HoosierActToday.com. I'm C.J. Miller. Thank you, C.J. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Who's Your Ag Today. Timely, relevant, credible. Come and see the future at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo December 13 through 15 Grand Park Event Center, Westfield, Indiana. See the equipment and inputs you will need in 2023 and the technology you will farm with in 2033. Free admission, free parking, free seminars, and on December 14, free breakfast. The Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo December 13 through 15. Grand Park Event Center Westfield. Details at indianafarmexpo.com. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecast. We are warmer today as south flow is definitely taking control here. However, this south flow eventually is going to feed into another weather system that brings us precipitation. So what I'm saying is while we've got sunshine to start, clouds are going to be on the increase this afternoon. 
as we approach sunset. We're likely seeing scattered moisture starting and then rain continues through the overnight and through mid morning tomorrow. Anywhere from a tenth to three quarters of an inch is what I'm expecting across the Hoosier state with 80 to 90 percent coverage. I will say in southern Indiana, closer to the Ohio River, we do still have an outside chance at getting to one inch of rain with some stronger rounds of moisture there. We will see how it all comes together. But by midday tomorrow, it's done. Pushing off to the east, we should see clouds give way to sunshine. We are colder for sure, and we stay chilly through Thursday. Then once we get into Friday, we start to see temperatures moderate again. Good, strong southwest flow. Saturday, clouds will be on the increase, but moisture, not a big story right now. I think we have to allow for a few hundreds to a few tenths Saturday afternoon, but it's mostly a cloud story. We follow that up with a dry but cooler Sunday period. And then next week, Monday, Tuesday, a little bit unsettled. I think we have to keep scattered rain showers in for both days. But Tuesday is a bigger threat of rain than Monday. Combined for the two-day period to start next week, we may have to look at anywhere from a quarter to one inch across Indiana once again. So after a period of time that we've been very, very dry, months here below normal on precipitation, we're starting to stack these uh, precipitation outbreaks, these weather systems in a little closer, definitely recharging our soil moisture profile quite easily, at least the way this pattern is shaping up right now to start December. That's a look at your forecast update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. Harvest means early mornings, late nights, and long days in the field. While you're out there each day until the last pass is made and the job is done, know that your friends at Farm Credit Mid-America see your hard work and appreciate all of your long hours. We know that harvest is a busy season for you, but when you need a lender that can rise with you, give us a call at 800-444-FARM. This fall, we rise together. Subject to credit approval, terms and conditions may apply. Farm Credit Mid-America is an equal opportunity lender. The High Ground Podcast. Everything from energy and fuel. And it's always like clean oil because most of my stuff leaks. So, yes. yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah. To agriculture. We go from the cute and cuddly phase to the not so cute and cuddly phase. I'm you can cuddle with them at 290 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably against your will, I'm well, guessing. And, well, other things. He calls them all variable costs. That's bull. <laughs> I think you meant to say that's yeah. fertilizer, right? Staying on topic. <laughs> Listen now on all platforms. Double digit gains for soybeans, double digit losses for wheat. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, and this is Hoosier Ag Today's Monday Farm Market Review, brought to you by Seed Genetics Direct, providing quality seed, free delivery, personalized service, and local research data, all that, and published prices. Check them out at SeedGeneticsDirect.com. I'll have final numbers from Monday Trade coming in just moments. First, let's check in for market analysis in Lafayette, Indiana, with John Zanker, Risk Management Commodities. John, let's talk about this corn and soybean market. It, it was midday. I was here doing markets, and both were relatively flat. Corn a little bit lower, soybeans a little bit higher. Corn still right there, trading right around unchanged, but soybeans have taken off a little bit since midday. What's the story there, John? Well, early on, we saw some weakness, uh, not only in the equity markets, uh, but we and it carried over into corn, soybeans, wheat, but uh, the protests in China uh, against the COVID lockdown, the, the world's not quite sure how to react to that. And when there's doubt, we often see some selling. Uh, I think it could be a positive longer term if uh, if they have some sway with the government, which is not always easy in China, for sure. But um, if that leads to an opening up of the economy, 
Uh, that's obviously a good thing, I believe, uh, for not only the financial markets, but definitely for the soybean corn wheat markets. So but the, the thing that really turned this around, it appears, was uh, crude oil was down pretty hard early on, uh, over $2.50 a barrel. And that was due, uh, well, let me let me rephrase that. That resulted in the lowest crude oil prices that we've seen since late December of last year. So uh, from a consumer standpoint, that was a pretty good thing, but it was also helping pull down corn, soybeans, and wheat. And then around midday, uh, shortly after you looked at the markets, I believe, uh, the Saudis came out and said that uh, them, OPEC, plus Russia, are going to look at cutting production even more. So that flipped the markets around pretty hard. And uh, you know, President Biden had stated that when oil prices got down to around the $70 mark, they were going to start replenishing the reserve. So there's a bit of a floor there. And then when you throw in the, the Saudi announcement today, that was uh, too much for the too much for the bulls to ignore and uh, ignited some pretty good buying. Well, let's talk about this corn market too, John. It's It's really been trading inside this tight range. And I don't know that there's a whole lot of uh, bullish news out there for the corn market, not not a whole lot of bearish news. It just kind of is. What do you foresee in that corn market? Well, I've been nervous the corn market for a while, not necessarily bearish, certainly not bullish. Exports are t- terrible. You know, I mean, they're just there's no other way to sugarcoat it. We had 11.9 shipped last week, a little bit of a shortened week, uh, but uh, not a number that uh stands out as being bad compared to the last 10 weeks. It was the second worst in the last 10 weeks, 11.9 million. But sales, shipments, terrible. Uh, offsetting that, uh, a pretty strong domestic market. Uh, we've seen ethanol bounce back here in the last few weeks. Uh, not back to last year's pace was a bit concerning, but nonetheless, a decent pace. Feeding uh, demand seems to be going well. Um and I think tight farmer holding going into the end of the year is helping offset that export situation. But once we get past the first of the year, uh, all cards are off the table on that one. So uh, I'll be a little bit more nervous, and then we'll be keeping a real close eye on Argentine weather, Brazilian weather. Uh, some heat being seen in Argentina here in the last couple, three weeks. In fact, Argentina may see their hottest November uh, in history, it's still very early. It's like having a hot May here. So uh, not too many uh, major concerns there, but something to keep an eye on. Whereas Brazil is having uh, pretty close to perfect weather conditions so far, a little dry still in the south, but overall looking really good for both the corn and soybean crops there. John, this wheat market, it was down at midday when I came in and looked at these markets, and it remains down here as the market is about to close I'm hearing some rumblings. Uh, Ukraine's uh, uh, minister of infrastructure saying that they're uh, Russia's artificially slowing down uh, exports out of the, those ports in Ukraine. Is that what's driving that market a bit lower today? Well, that would probably have a supportive effect, but again, it's it's just old news. You know what what are they doing now? What are they going to do? As long as they're not shutting them down, I don't think it's going to have much of an impact, uh, you know, slowing down, speeding up. It's it's shutting down that would have an impact of great significance. Our biggest problem is the Russians continue to undercut our price by close to two and a half dollars a bushel, which is just 
you know, one of the more amazing statistics to come out of the past six or seven months. Uh, that our premium to Russian wheat has exceeded three dollars at some point, at some points here during uh, the past six months. So we just can't we can't get any kind of firm hold uh, in the export market to anywhere but our very most traditional customers. So. Uh, wheat exports at 7.3 million. Again, extremely disappointing number. Really about the only supporting thing that we have going on right now is uh, the dry conditions that remain in a large part of the uh, hard red growing areas. And we've even seen some pretty decent precipitation in the eastern parts of Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas. So it's not a complete burnout, but uh, it's it's something that certainly we'll be keeping an eye on this. Uh, we get into the winter months. Harvest nearly complete here for the most part in the U.S. for corn and soybeans. From a marketing standpoint, John, where we're at now, what advice are you throwing out there at folks? Uh, again, we're, we're about to turn into uh, December here, and then before you know it, it'll be the first of the year. What advice do you have? We've gotten used to Mother Nature bailing these markets out over the past uh, three to four years, whether it's a South American drought, whether it's a hurricane in Iowa uh, or a Western Corn Belt drought, uh, wet springs, you know, something's been going on last, you know, this past summer was dry in Europe. Uh, Something has been going on (laughs) in some major growing area for the last several years that that has really helped these markets uh, stay above levels that uh, certainly exceeded expectations as we headed into this uh, three-year period. So, um, my biggest concern right now is this huge, huge South American crop potentially in the works. Uh, the acreage increase in Brazil gives them a chance at a 5.6 billion bushel crop. And to put that into perspective, you know, we just we're coming off of, of a crop here that's going to be under 4.4 billion. So 5.6 billion, and that would exceed this past or this current year Brazilian crop by a billion bushels. And what are we going to do with that billion bushels if China doesn't uh, get their economy cranked back up in a, in a significant way? So $14 and something cash soybeans with basis as strong as it is, you know, uh, high 14s, uh, new crop futures getting back close to the $14 area. Those are areas uh, we've already made some new crop sales in that $14 area. And uh, we'll be looking at it again in old crop. Um, certainly if you had a good yield, um, these are very good prices to be taking uh, a good hard look at right now. Again, that's John Zanker, Risk Management Commodities in Lafayette. 866-837-9027 is the number to reach John. On Monday, December corn up three quarters of a point, 668 and three quarters. Unchanged on the March, 671 and a quarter. January beans up 21, 1457 and a quarter. March up 20 and a half cents, 1462 and three quarters. December wheat down 18 and three quarters, 756 and three quarters. March also down 16 and a quarter, 780 and three quarters. Livestock was lower as well. February live cattle down 45 cents, 154.67. And February lean hogs down over $3 to 84.75. That does it for the Monday Farm Market Review and the Hoosier Ag Today Tuesday podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Thanks to the folks at First Farmers Bank and Trust for sponsoring today's podcast. Have a great day. I'm Eric Pfeiffer, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's Farm Network.